Did your New Year's resolutions include switching to an environmentally friendly way of eating? Welcome to the Nutrition Tidbits Podcast. This is Gloria Sang, Editor-in-Chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is Chef Laura Stack, author of the book Cool Cuisine. She's here today to talk to us about a way of eating that is just as good for us as it is for the earth. Thank you for joining me, Laura. Thank you. Now, you refer to fruits and vegetables grown in healthier soil as being high vibe. What exactly is high vibe? Sure. High vibe is exactly the food we want to eat, which is foods, as you said, grown in healthy soils. Uh, I say with hands of loving grace Mm -hmm. from farmers that we may even know. Uh, Our machine cuisine, or what we term the global warming diet in in the book, is basically based in efficiency and not flavor. And so when we start looking at the solutions to global warming, uh, we realize that um, some of the solutions can be the best thing to happen to the culinary world in a long time because they start with the basic important idea of treating and caring for the soil. So we, look, we should look at the soil not as some kind of relevant thing that doesn't really matter, um, but we should really look at it as a fine Bordelais sauce. Is the, uh, is the analogy that we use in the book. And that's putting in compost, putting in, putting in seasonings and flavors, just like we would as cooks pulling things out of our spice cabinets. So seasoning our soil with basically our leftover food and uh, with uh, good quality manures that uh, can then give us the, the minerals and the seasonings and the flavors that we need to produce better tasting uh, product. And we call that high vibe food now so for the average you know person how do we know that you know a specific fruit and vegetable is actually grown in healthier soil when we go to a grocery store yeah. or a farmer's market well you know you can't actually because you can say that there is a label called uh, the usda organic in the united states which means they're grown organically and uh, that could be one start but there are different levels of um ways that uh, farmers can achieve that uh, certification. So really the best thing that you can do, and certainly you can do this in any state in the United States, is to search out your local farmers. And that starts at the farmer's market. And get to know them. Find out where their farm is. If you have the opportunity, visit them, uh, whether uh, no matter what month uh, they may be growing, and, and, and find out, attend events at their farm if they're open to the public, and, and try to get to know who's uh, growing your food. And that way, uh, you can be assured, really, of one of the most important things that people require from our food system, which is food safety. So the closer you are to the source of your food, the more safe your food will be as well as delicious and healthful. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned about energy efficiency. One of the things you talked about in your book with regards to seafood choice is to eat low. What do you mean by eating low? Well, eating low would be uh, fish that are low on the food chain. And that would be specifically, say, fish that don't eat other fish or are vegetarian, such as tilapia is actually a vegetarian fish or fish that are uh, eaten by other fish. So we would say the mussels, uh, maybe not, let me clarify it, not, not necessarily fish, but herring is a good, is a good choice of a, of a fish that's low on the food chain because other fish eat it, as well as 
things that are lower on the food chain in the sea, like mussels and clams. Uh, anchovies are another fish that are low on the food chain, so that means that other fish eat it. And when we do that, uh, we can uh, certainly be, our, we can have the seas be much more efficient in being able to produce food. It so happens that for every level of the food chain that you go up, it takes 10 times the amount of food to actually uh, create that fish. Now let's talk about cow. Six months ago, we've written an article about going on a low-carbon diet, and we discussed how beef and dairy products emit more methane gas. What about grass-fed beef? Would that be a better choice? Well, in the book, actually, Cool Cuisine does not take the position of being a vegetarian book, so we encourage people to reduce their meat consumption and certainly re、uh, eliminate if they'd like. We have a whole chapter called "Holy Cow,"、mm -hmm. which is about basically the role of the cow in the environment and the importance of the hoofed animal to the health of the soil and the land, and specifically to, in this book, to the sequestration of carbon. So that's actually one of the most controversial、um, aspects of the book. But the, one of the things that's becoming more of interest to eaters is grass-fed beef. And there are、uh, definite ways that grass-fed beef reduces the amount of、uh, carbon and、uh, lowers your carbon footprint.、Uh, specifically, grass-fed beef are eating are eating feed that is grown by the planet,、uh, growing solar power, eating solar-powered food, which is grass and forbs, and that reduces dramatically the amount of pesticides and herbicides that are used in a、um, beef-eating diet. 22 billion pounds of fertilizers are used per year in the United States just to grow the feed to feed our cows.、Uh, 70% of the antibiotics used in the country are used actually to、uh, uh, to 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 grow our cows too.、Uh, so we're we're using too many resources to grow、uh, and feed our cows. And what we need to do is get back to the lessons of the planet and to feed them the diet that they're Naturally used to eating, which is best for their health and for things such as methane emissions, which is a grass-fed diet.、Mm -hmm. Now I noticed that that the、um, liquor store that there are some green wines starting to pop up. What exactly is green wine? Oh yes, well we say that the、uh, the choice for wine now could be in the upcoming future could be red, white, or green. <laughs> and by green wines, there's a lot of different ways that wineries are participating in greening. Their、uh, vineyards and in their processing facilities.、Uh, certainly, the reduction of any kind of pesticides or chemicals on the plants is one way. And actually, the pesticides and herbicides are not used a lot in vineyards.、Uh, not necessarily well known to drinkers because、uh, vi uh, wineries aren't going through a certification process. But simply because it creates a better flav flavor wine. So that would be one ways, but in the book we report on different vineyards that are powering their plants by solar power, that are putting in、uh, areas for beneficial bugs, so that they can also reduce pesticides or eliminate pesticides and herbicides, with、uh, by attracting bugs that actually eat other bugs. So the、uh, so nature becomes its own organic、uh, processing plant, shall we say?、Uh, people、uh, definitely are introducing.、Um, Animals back to the farms, and so there, therefore, there's a,、uh, a quick and local source of manure that、uh, vintners can use, and uh, just uh, having water ponds that are creating their own energy.、Um, a lot of different ways that 
wineries can uh, bring about green wines, um, some that are more well-known than others. So it's uh, another thing to, uh, to, to, they, they may not be pr- promoting the fact that they're green, but to go out and search for, learn the story behind the farmers that are growing the products that you eat and drink. And that gives you a better connection and relationship to your food and actually adds to your satisfaction. That makes sense. Now, at HealthCaster.com, we always talked about making small changes. So for our listeners who are new to the ideas of a global warming diet, tell us a few small changes they can make to start eating green right away. Absolutely. Well, we encourage people to not let perfect be the enemy of the good which is something that uh, French philosopher Voltaire said very wisely many years ago. So in the first chapter, we just encourage people to take this step by step, uh, stage by stage. You don't have to do everything at once. You don't have to do everything. Simply take little steps here and there and celebrate along the way. And as you do, you realize not only do you, again, eat uh, better for yourself, and for the, but also for the planet. So we're motivated by pleasure. Eaters are motivated by pleasure. So it's important for us to learn, first off, how to cook our food. Uh, take a couple cooking classes this year. If you've never taken a cooking class, and only a quarter of my students in the classes that I teach have, please go out and learn a little bit more about how to cook a vegetable and how to cook a whole grain. And in the book, we really talk about that. Uh, we, we mentioned that keeping water as far away from vegetables is the thing that you should do as a cook, and we talk about why uh, we, that, that's an important thing. Also with cooking grains, not just cook them on the stovetop with one part water, two, or excuse me, two parts water, one part grain. You can bake grains, you can boil grains like pasta, pressure cook grains, and when you do this, you change the texture. So that's important to know that you may, like a certain, you may not like a certain grain boiled on your stovetop, with one part uh, grain, two parts water, but you may really like it, say, millet or quinoa. You may really like it if you boil it like uh, pasta. So those would be the first steps, is learn how to use the foods that basically reduce the amount of meat that you may have in your diet. But other than that, um, and you may, um, you can, if you want to reduce your meat, maybe do it once a week, twice a week, three times a week. You don't have to do it every single day. Um, you, you look for organic produce once a week, twice a week, not every day. Don't worry about it. Maybe you go to the farmer's market on the weekends. Uh, there are still some farmer's markets happening in the country now. Certainly a lot of them start up in April and May. Uh, go there once a week and buy the foods there and, and, and cook those foods and learn how to use them. Uh, buy water. If you're going to buy bottled water, um, certainly it's best to reduce the amount of bottled water you buy. If your tap is good enough, and it's actually safer water coming out of your tap than in the bottle, surprisingly, um, try to refill your, your water bottle. Uh, if, if you do it once a week, that's terrific. When you have a water bottle, don't throw it away. Refill it once. Then you might get in the habit of actually having a water bottle around that you don't need to buy water bottle any, water, water anymore. And if you do buy bottled water, don't buy it from Fiji. Don't buy it from France, for heaven's sakes. Buy it from the area that you're around so that you can reduce the food miles on, on your water. Bring your own bag to the grocery store and encourage your grocery store to put up a few signs in their parking lot that say, did you remember to bring your bags? Because that's a frustrating thing. People actually leave them in the car, which is where you should leave them, uh, but then they forget to take them out of the car. So with a few signs here and there on the parking lot, it's an easy thing for the stores to do, and everybody wants to participate now in, in, in being more green, so encourage them to do that. Um, 
simple things like this. We have many, many things. All the chapters have what we call the Book and Cook Club, which lists very simple ways that people can participate on a day-to-day -day basis. And we encourage people, and, and the, the, the Book and Cook Club information relates to the information that the chapter talks about, whether it's about water or beef or vegetables or eating organically. Uh, these things all have uh, specific ways that you can help out. So don't let perfect be the enemy of the good, people. <laughs> and go out there and take simple steps and celebrate what you do. And in the end, you're going to find that your food's going to be tastier and healthier, and it's going to be high vibe. And guess what happens when you eat high vibe food? You become high vibe. Great information, Laura. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. We've been talking to Chef Laura Stack, author of Cool Cuisine. For more healthy eating tips and information about this show, go to healthcastle.com.